That's a good boy. Yes. That was smooth. That was, yeah, that was a good, good outro there, bud. Yeah, I forgot about that Creed song back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I think eventually our episodes are just going to be 42 minutes of Adam Wank at some point. <laughs> just, oh, guys, just keep listening. This is I'm, the doing a, I'm doing a DJ uh, set for our episode today. That's fine. Serato hooked up in my uh, my fake uh, turntables here, so I can. Wiki wiki wiki. I can scratch uh, trap music on fake vinyl. Oh, uh, waiting on the trap version of uh, "When You Wish Upon a Star." Uh, you won't. You got that queued up, right? No beats. Let me make it. You guys talk about something. I'm going to make it real quick. All right. Uh, <laughs> you guys talk about something. I'm going to whip this out. That's what <laughs> she said. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Yeah. Don't. You can't. If, are you assuming their gender? You're not allowed to do that. If you don't love someone, even if they have a penis, you're gay. I, lo- I love you. Or something. Even though you have a penis. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair all right never mind I didn't say i didn't love him i'm just saying i think you got ripped off on your uh, <laughs> international vacation she had a penis i'm going on vacation i'm not going international though that's too much fucking work dude i really i just i do not have a desire to travel the fucking planet i just don't well, no, i used self. to work with a guy that went to thailand and uh Pretty sure you caught some syphilis there. So you had the oh, brain no. rot going. <laughs> that would have explained a lot, yeah. Do you guys yeah, remember was... that show, An Idiot Abroad? Yes. 40 well, hours was... a week. Yeah. It's one of those uh, things that it's like, I know how things go in my life, and if it can be fucked up, half the time it's fucked up. So... My version of traveling the world was pretty much solved by an idiot abroad. So I saw <laughs> how bad everything could be and how a series of bad decisions could lead me into the dark corners of the world that they were so they were so enamored with to uh, put what what's his name Carl or something yeah it was Carl so it, that was the one with it it was a friend of Ricky Gervais it was like Ricky Gervais yeah. some other guy and then the idiot I can't remember his name but Carl sounds about right so 
I never, Stay I never in watched the house, that. Carl. How, was what? that? I never watched that. Was that Ricky Gervais? Yeah, he's. Uh, it was him and, like I said, a couple other guys. Um, it was pretty funny. I like Ricky Gervais though. I think he's funny. So um, I never did see that. Yeah, it's it's not too bad. Uh, I was watching a video the other day. It was this guy, and he's like uh, bitching about travel like I do. And he had gone to, um, uh, Paris, right. And he's at the Eiffel tower and he's like, Oh, it's so fucking great, whatever. And then he takes his phone and he's like showing all the trash and, uh, talking about how shitty people are and uh, you get raw pickpocketed like fucking crazy. And it's nothing but tourist trap restaurant, you know, little restaurants up and down and everything. And I just don't, Okay, you get to go see the Eiffel Tower. Cool, great. You know, you go to Paris. Like, I, I don't know what the draw is. And these are the same people that if you ask them, they've never been probably to half of the attractions in their own state. You know what I mean? No, they've never left their hometown, but they want to flex. It's for everyone else. It's not for them. So I really flex. And there, I know people would argue with me and no, no, I do this because, you know, my passion is travel. Okay, but Why? Like, what is it about going to other countries? I get it. You want Those to see Ricky other, Gervais. Do what? Ricky Gervais. That's is all. that what it is? It's all Ricky's yeah. fault? Yeah, damn <laughs> Ricky. Blame Ricky Gervais. They're like, if an idiot can do it, I can do it. Do you think it's the, do you think it's the Instagram lifestyle? Do you think it's because people see that, that they, they equate traveling with like success and being happy? I think that's some of it, um, but you know, it existed prior to social media. They were just doing it then, but they were just, you know, they may have enjoyed the trip and whatnot, but it was, I I think half of it's kind of like that, you know, food tastes better when you're hungry. Right. I I think while they're doing it, they're thinking about, Oh, I'm going to have so many stories that I can tell it, blah, blah, blah. And yada, 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 you know, Yeah. yeah. For everyone except themselves. Well, and I think you, I think you remember it differently too, right? I mean, like when I tell people about the cruise that I went on to Mexico, I, I leave out the parts that, you know, my ex-wife got shit faced drunk and was trying not to puke as we went in through boarding and, um, you know, stuff like that. You, you, you forget those little details, but the truth is, is like, I hate fucking around with airports. They're, uh, they're busy and fucking crazy. Um, I, I guess what kills me, and I think we've talked about this before, is the concept of I'm passionate about travel. I want to travel. To me, there is a big fucking difference between travel and a vacation. I'm going on vacation tomorrow. I guess technically I am traveling. I am traveling to Ure, Colorado. <laughs> you know, it's six hours from here. Um, so yeah, I guess technically I do travel, but it's a planned thing that I do. The, the one thing that always kills me, and Robbie and I were talking about this when we traveled to the sand dunes last Sunday. Look at me. I guess I am. I'm a fucking, I am a, I'm a big traveler. I traveled to the store earlier and bought fucking dish soap, but the... I- you're more road trip than travel. I see, but I like road trips. I actually do like road trips. I think it's fun if you are with 
someone or with people that you enjoy being around. Could you imagine us piling into like a fucking van or something and going on a road trip? We would simultaneously fucking hate each other and have tears in our eyes from laughing all at the same time. It would be like one big episode of the podcast. <laughs> Maybe we should we should put this together at some point, right? <laughs> Take a laptop and a mic and some cameras and see what the fuck happens. I think you know, we're the game travels to Walmart, right? <laughs> we'll call it an idiot local. Um, but Robbie and I were talking about like we were doing the dating app thing, and both of us have kind of abandoned it because, as as Adam said. I don't know if it was on a podcast or if it was, we were just um, playing games or something. And he says, you know, maybe there's a reason these women are single. And I'm like, you ain't fucking kidding, dude. But it'll be like, I'm a mother of three who works part time at a Starbucks and my passion is travel. Okay, that's fine. That's cool. Traveling back and forth from daycare and work. Like, is that, is that your travel? Because I make a good living. Like I'm not rich by any means, but I'm, I'm what I consider financially secure. Right. And I can't afford to quote unquote travel like that. I I pick and choose these vacations and I save for them or put them on a credit card and pay them off. Tomato, 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 potato. Um, so like, what does your, if, 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 if that's your thing, what does your fucking credit card statement look like? I've been to 14 countries and I work as a fucking avocado detailer at Safeway Produce. Like what, where they does your money nice come from? Though. Do well, I, you know, they got a nice display though. Well, they got nice avocados. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you pull up your credit score, you might see something like a 795 to 825 somewhere in there and theirs is just a poo emoji <laughs> a poo emoji <laughs> it doesn't even hit the numbers yet so and actually they currently broke. it's an 824 so you're actually really really fucking close on that so they broke the fico system <laughs> task asked, has failed uh, successfully we've asked transunion and they just said no no <laughs> they wouldn't even give us a number they're just like nah nah dog <laughs> nah dog nah that's what it came Whatever back Whatever she wants don't give it to her <laughs> they wouldn't even answer my call <laughs> I, just, <laughs> man, I, say, I just don't get it I, i'm not shitting on anybody for if you're a you know if, if you're a successful woman and and like to travel and and do shit that's great that's fine but some of these people i think are just i think they they throw out their like a wish and I, and I get it, man, have standards. Like having standards is fine, but be realistic. And I don't think, I just don't think the majority of people I saw some, someone said today, uh, I think a fart could end an American marriage. They were European. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's how it feels. And it's typically, we've discussed before statistically, this is, this is numbers. I'm not making this up. These are statistics that most divorces are initiated by the women. And I think it's just because a lot of them have been brainwashed, just like the Disney princess thing. They're just brainwashed into thinking shit that isn't realistic. I think men have some very unrealistic expectations on them. And as such, I'm just, I, I, 
I'm not afraid to be alone. Like I don't mind being alone. I like walking around in my underwear and knowing where everything in my, well, I was going to say knowing where everything in my apartment <laughs> is, but we all know that's not fucking true. I lose shit constantly. But you know, if I leave something in the sink, ain't nobody going to fucking, uh, ain't nobody going to bitch at me about it. You know? Yeah, I think, uh, I think that concept's been around before social media, though, the whole keeping up with the neighbors next the door. Oh, like yeah. just, just bought a brand new car. We got to get a new car. Yeah, I think social media has just made it, you know, intrinsically it's easier, worse. It's easier to compete with your neighbors than to compete with some billionaire in LA. <laughs> right. Exactly. Or someone like we've we've talked about this. There are selfie museums where you can go and there's like a chunk Ugh. of a fuselage of a plane <laughs> and you can get no. in and like pretend that you're fucking in a plane and on the beach and shit like that. So the first apartment I lived in here, they opened one of those in the basement and shut up just to see what it was. Yeah. I had businesses on the first floor in the basement area and had an actual selfie museum. And Oh my God. If that's your thing, that's cool. But I, I mean, I just cringe like, I mean, you see how many selfies I post online, but anyways, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I, I take pictures of myself if I'm with friends, if I'm doing something fun, but if I'm doing something, it's real. Like when I go into the mountains this week, I'll take pictures and I'll take selfies, but those selfies aren't for other people. See, that's, that's, I don't take pictures for other people. Those pictures are for me. Those pictures, I, I routinely probably, I'll say once a month, will find myself, I'll be looking for a picture in my phone. I've got 25,000 photos on my phone right now. And I'll be looking for something and I'll start going back and I'll find a picture I've forgotten about. Right. Or, you know, sometimes your phones, Google, Android does this too. And Apple does it where it'll be like, Hey, your memories from a year ago or whatever. Right. And you open it up and you're like, Oh my God, you know, I forgot all about that. That's why I take pictures. Right. Growing up, we didn't take pictures of anything. Nobody gave a fuck about any of us enough to take pictures. So I take a lot of pictures. But those pictures are for me, man. I don't I don't take a picture and, and want someone to think that I am someone that I'm not. If anything, I strive really fucking hard to do the opposite. I'm that's fake phony bullshit, dude. And I don't ever want to be associated with that. Um you know, uh like I said, I go to the mountains or strokes. Yeah, I know. I, and, and, and I try not to be a fucking hater. I, I really do. But there are days, man, where it's just, it's, it's overwhelming when you see all these phony ass fucking people trying to, to be something they're not. And it's like, that's a lot of filters. Inter- right. Oh God. The filters, bro. It's like, come on, man, stop. <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be so nerve wracking if it didn't feel like everybody was like that. I would agree with you, right? It's, I feel like it's the majority of people. It says a lot about people. And I think part of it is being a Gen Xer. You know, we just, we didn't grow up with that. So to me, it's ridiculous, but there are plenty of Gen Xers that are doing it, you know? Um, But I'd say it started after that, the millennials and the Gen, Gen Zers and Gen Alpha, I think now is the new one. Um, I, I just, it, it's just, it's frustrating, man. I'm, uh, I, sometimes I chalk it up to, am I just becoming that old man? 
You know what I mean? Like, goddamn kids. Back in my day, <laughs> back in my day, we had one phone and it was attached to the wall. <laughs> that was uh, so. A lot of the uh, dating apps, people would put their Instagram handle on there, and that was always a good, uh, good red flag test for me. I looked at their Instagram, and it was nothing but selfies and nothing uh-huh. of interest outside of that. It's like. Uh, you live a pretty boring life or you're very much into yourself. Very, right. Very much into yourself. Exactly. Um, or if every... Tell me you're a narcissist without telling me you're a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. I've also... I, uh, Robbie and I were discussing that, um, and this is this will be a controversial statement in today's climate, but... I think that social media has turned a lot of women that are, you know, subjectively a a five into nines in their own heads. And the reason being is because it does not matter what a woman looks like. It doesn't matter uh, what her income is, how many kids to how many men she has. It, her value, her real value, which again, this is subjective and there's going to be people... <laughs> But if you're a low-value woman and you post a picture of yourself in a tight dress with some cleavage showing and you put that out into the wild, you're going to get minimum 100 men. Oh, hey, sexy baby. Oh, look at you. Huh? I'd, you're, you'd be a queen to me, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because men are disgusting, right? <laughs> men, men will put their dick into anything. And I think that has given some women a very false sense of value. I really do. Um, and these same women are the ones that are like, oh, I can't find a good man and all men are bullshit. And it's like, no, no, all the men you've been dating are bullshit. So I don't, I, I don't the- know if it's that's exclusively a social media thing. Um, no, I think it's just I think social media has has uh, uh, exaggerated it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but it's, you know, women have, you know, been concerned about looks as long as there's been women. And uh, one of my things that, you know, I always uh, found interesting, you know, it's, you know, I think there's certain things that go with social media that play on people's natural tendency. And honestly, I think social media exploits women more than anyone else. I would agree with that. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and it's kind of with the, with, with the, with what they're doing, I think it's more or less the cheat code to, you know, to some deep seated hooks in their psychology, because it's like, you know, even when I was in, you know, grade school, high school, what have you, you know, you would have a woman that, you know, and it's not terribly uncommon for anyone, much less a woman, not to not necessarily be happy with the way that you look, but with guys, guys didn't, you know, for the most part, you know, then there's some exceptions, you know, there's a popular guy and, you know, like he's dating the girl that you want and blah, blah, blah. So there may be some jealousy there, but it's like, 
I, you know, I don't look at another man and say, oh my God, I wish I looked like him and I feel <laughs> ugly standing next to blah, blah, blah. Fair enough. So, no. So now you're, you're a woman, you have social media. So as opposed to your comparing yourself against the people that you would meet in your daily life. Right. Now you're comparing yourself to the planet. Yeah. That's and that's what I mean by it. Right. And that's why I said, I think it exaggerates it or, or magnifies everything. Right. right. I, I agree with you completely. I think you're spot on. And then you, you do that to, like you said, everybody, or like Adam said, the, the billionaire who has nothing to do, but work out, have a personal chef and Botox. And yeah, like, she's uh, Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Her vice. Um, I, I, th- <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. And and the irony is, like you said, men, I mean, if I see a good looking dude, I'd be like, that's a good looking dude. I bet he pulls pussy. Um, but we don't really, you know, huh? Yeah, dude looks good, man. Like, nice fucking six pack that motherfucker has. Let's go get a cheeseburger. <laughs> if uh, if yeah, Instagram was. If Instagram was everyone just posting how much money they made instead of photos, then it would do the same thing to men as it does to women, I think. Absolutely. Success, right? Because that's what we that's what we're judged on. We're not judged on our looks, we're judged on our success. Yeah, but I'm not gonna hate money. myself because Jeff Bezos might have <laughs> right. billion dollars. Right. It, you know, I'm not sitting there looking at that going what am I doing with my life? You know, yeah, it's, no, it's true. So there's it's true. A, a little bit of luck, a little bit of skill and a shitload of time involved. But it's <laughs> like, I know that money in and of itself will not make me happy. So it's not my primary focus. As long as I've got enough to get by, get along and get a few extras here and there, I really don't give a fuck what anybody else makes. Get by, get along, and get a few extras. Hell yeah. The Dougie story. Took no, I, I'm with you on that. And do what? I say it took a while to get comfortable with uh, being myself, but yeah. Don't don't really give a shit anymore the older I get. and It's like just focusing on being happy for myself. That's, Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Not a lesson that a lot of people learn even later in life, no self-awareness thing. And we, uh, Robbie and I went to lunch today and we were talking about self-awareness and, uh, I'd said, you know, over the last couple of weeks I'd been, uh, really hitting therapy pretty hard. Um, I was working through some stuff. And <clears throat> when I went to leave, my therapist told me, she says, Dan, I just want to make you aware of, uh, how much work you do. She said, I, I don't know if you're aware she said, but you have done a lot of work on yourself. Like you are really working hard. And I was, it's hard for me to take compliments. It always has been. It probably always will be. But I told her, I said, you know, I agree with you. <laughs> I said, you're right. I have. And one of the things my sister and I talked about this recently is that I am proud of myself for being self-aware. And Robbie and I were talking about this. Um, I, I'm proud of the fact that I'm self-aware enough to know that I needed fucking help and that there were things that were eating at my core that were making me a miserable fucking human being, not only to other people, but more importantly to myself. 
and I have put the work in and a lot of people don't. And we were discussing someone today and, and about how they're just always fucking miserable. And I said, you know, the thing is though, is that if you don't do something to try to fix that, I stop, I start to lose empathy for you. Right. And, and sympathy because you're not doing anything about it. And most of the people that are in therapy are there because of people who should be in therapy, but won't go. Uh, oh, therapy's gay. It's stupid. It's, it doesn't work. I had a guy tell me it's a scam. They can't fucking change you. They can't fucking change you. So, okay. So you talk about it now. What? They can't change you. No, you're right. They can't change you, but you'd be fucking amazed at how a good therapist can guide your brain into untying knots that are fucking with you really bad, you know? Um, and that's, Hey, that's, that's fine. If you don't want to go to therapy, that's great. I ain't forcing it on nobody. I ain't asking it to be forced on anybody, but get the fuck out of my way. Like if you're not going to go to therapy, get the fuck out of my way and don't, don't try to drag me down into your bullshit. It's just cause I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let it happen. I mean, fuck, I'm 47 years old and I am just now feeling like my, like I have any real value or that, that any that, that my life matters and there's a part of me that is bitter about that i'm not gonna lie and i told my therapist that yesterday i said you know the thing that pisses me off the most and she's what's that i said is that i've been carrying this shit with me for 25 30 years and you know uh, the bad decisions that i've made and the and the uh, you know being miserable for all this time and i didn't have to be but i thought you know i wouldn't go to therapy because, you know, toxic masculinity and all that shit. Being raised by a couple of boomers who were fucked up beyond belief. Um, no, 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 no. Nothing no, like that. Nothing no, like that. that. No, it's, it's just, it's because I'm a gay bitch is what it boils down to, right? So. I mean, it definitely factors in. <laughs> I don't know. Most gay guys I know are just like, I don't care. They really do care, but they say they don't. So they're very good at pretending. So, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know, man. It's, uh, I feel bad for people, but at the same time, you know, uh, do, do something about it, right? Be, be self-aware. Um, but that's, uh, that's the thing about self-awareness. I think once you get a little bit of it, it kind of has a snowball effect. Yeah. Yeah. So you start realizing other patterns and stop to think about why you feel the way you do or why am I suddenly angry or anxious? (laughs) Right. Anxious. God, that's the one, right? Anxiety. What is it? Anxiety is your imagination and depression is your memory. Um, I I read that once and it really stuck with me. And, you know, to Doug's point, I was going to say this when Doug said, you know, I don't compare myself to Bezos and all that. Um, but you got to remember too, Doug, and, and we discussed this a few episodes back. We are different. The four of us are just different than the mass, than the masses. And I think all I'm four well of us forget aware that. Of that. <laughs> it's like I am I, I, well, well aware of that. I am. I am. I am painfully aware of it. But at the same time, I forget about it sometimes because I'll get frustrated. I'll get mad at the masses and I'll get mad at the stupidity and I'll get mad at, at the being 
how can you be self-absorbed but not be self-aware? <laughs> like that's the part that blows my mind. How can you be so far up your own ass but not actually see how fucked up you are? Like that that is a cosmic conundrum in my opinion. And I forget a lot that I am different. And I don't mean to sound arrogant when I say that, but the fact is, is I am smarter than a lot of people and I am way fucking more self-aware than most people. And I forget that a lot. <laughs> and then I get well, mad. <laughs> well, we've had this discussion before. Think, think about how, you know, how the average person is. And then half of the population is dumber than that. <laughs> so I mean, you're, percentile. Your, your, your odds of running in to a stupid person are literally <laughs> the flip of the point. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Robbie, why are you an introvert? No reason. <laughs> no reason. No reason. Mostly because people fucking annoy me. That's why. I, and so what I, I'm getting out of this is that Dan's going to go uh, build a shack in the middle of the woods and start making fun electronics to mail to people. Oh, please stop. I can only get so erect. Same you know, the FBI is going to keep that shack in a giant air, uh, warehouse one day on hey, display. It's a journal, not a manifesto. <laughs> no, we published uh, it, so now it's a manifesto. Yeah, touche. <laughs> You know the it's thing not a is, manifesto if I put it on live journal. I don't live journal, Jesus. Well, what pad? I don't I don't care enough to blow other I don't to blow other um to blow other things up. I need to finish that or you guys will have a fucking field day. Adam was already charging up. Uh, <laughs> finish it off. <laughs> there you go. Um I don't care enough to blow up people's mailboxes and shit and like send bombs and stuff. I don't care. I don't care. I I am truly one of those people who will just sit and watch the world burn because I don't think it can be saved. And to be honest with you, I don't fucking care enough. I'm I'm kind of apathetic in that sense. The idea of living in the mountains, growing my own food and, and being that guy definitely, definitely appeals to me. But the energy that it would take to do all that. Besides that, I have ADHD, dude. And I'd be halfway building a fucking bomb and then like forget where I put the detonator or some shit. Or <laughs> I don't, I don't think you can make it in the mountains cause Amazon wouldn't deliver up there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. First of all, second of all, there's lockers. Funny. There's lockers. Lockers. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Yeah. We were discussing for those of you that could obviously tell there was an inside joke there. Uh, we were discussing that Dan, has a bit of an Amazon problem, had done much. He was in uh, 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 remission and recently uh, went a little nutty, I think because of this URA trip. I bought some stuff that I justified. And I was telling the guys the other day that for the first time in a long time, I had some buyer's remorse. I was like, ugh, I didn't need this shit. So uh, yeah, I've got to gotta curtail my my Amazon habit again. Uh, but it's, it's dopamine, sweet, sweet fucking dopamine. <laughs> so, dopamine buffer underflow. <laughs> so I'm sorry for sniffling. I had, uh, I had sinus surgery a couple of weeks ago and it 
it is a uh, it is a very slow process to heal from from sinus surgery, and I would like to say that my ENT uh, grossly undersold the uh, the recovery time. So uh, I said, you know, well, of course, I mean, it's their job <laughs> to give you sinus surgery. That's that's what the the receptionist at the uh, the optometrist I go to. I went to pick some contacts up and. Uh, I'm, you know, talking all stuffy. And she said, how was your 4th of July weekend? I said, fucking sucked. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, what happened? I said, I had sinus surgery like two days prior. I said, there three days prior. I said, I was fucking miserable over the 4th of July weekend. And uh, she was talking about how her son, they want her son to do it. He's had tubes in his ears and all that. And uh, I said, man, you know, I said, how old is he? And she said 20. And I said, well, he it would probably go a lot smoother for him. I said, but just know that, you know, they, they kind of undersell it. And she was talking about, she started talking about her hysterectomy. She said, yeah, they undersold my hysterectomy too. And she said, they fucking do that. So, cause if they told you the truth, you wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, probably if they were like, well, it could take three to six months for your sinuses to stop hurting, bleeding and feeling like somebody punched you in the face. Like, Oh, okay. But I was having, I've had ENT issues since I was a baby. I've had, I've had problems and infections and scarring and everything up there. So, and, uh, started having really bad headaches about six months ago, sinus headaches and, uh, the normal tricks weren't fixing it anymore. So I had to do something and this is hopefully temporary. Um, but I, I think it was, I think it was the right thing to do. I was awake for the entire thing. They gave me uh halcyon. They gave me halcyon, hydrocodone, gabapentin, and um, uh, what's the one that keeps you from throwing up when you're sick? Promethazine. Uh, what is it? Promethazine. I think it is promethazine. I can't remember what the like trade name is or whatever. For me, but, it's uh, always Finnegan, but Finnegan. Finnegan. I'm, I'm too sleepy to throw up. Dude, that's exactly it, right? So between the Finnegan and the hydrocodone and the halcyon and the gabapentin, um, I took all that before Doug came over and picked me up and we get there and uh, I'm feeling pretty good <laughs> by the time I get to the office and we go, <laughs> we go back at this point. I'm about as high as giraffe pussy. I'm, I'm fucking high. And the guy, uh, the nurse was a fucking hoot. She was, what was she? The 60? She said. So yeah, she was in her sixties, I think look good for 60 i'm just saying oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah oh, you would have loved her yeah you would have loved her so i would have thought she was late 40s at best and uh we're we're just cutting up being silly and uh at one point we we go into the um the room where they're gonna do the procedure and doug came in and sat down and someone asked him i think one of the other nurses or something said and who are you and doug without skipping a beat and we've done this before but I just wasn't expecting it. Doug says, I'm his heterosexual life partner. He's like, we don't blow each other or anything, but we got each other's backs. Yep. <laughs> that is exactly the way I said it. And I said, I told him we ought to get married for the tax benefits. Cause at this point I'm high. Who the fuck cares? But the best part about that was I'm in the chair and I put my earbuds in I can still hear them because I was too fucking high to turn my music up loud. He's got music on some like classic rock and uh, he's, he's starting to go up into my nose and he, he looks at the, he looks at the nurse and says, did you hear what he said? 
And he says, he goes, oh, that's what it was. The doctor wasn't in there yet. She asked, he said that, or the nurse wasn't in there yet. The doctor was in there and was asking Doug who he was and, and that, and then that transpired. And so when the nurse came in, the one that had been fucking with us out, you know, we've been fucking with each other comes in and he says, just real calm. He's like, huh, did you hear what he said? He said, we don't blow each other, but we have each other's backs. And I'm too high to laugh, but in my head, I'm cracking the fuck up. And uh, and then about that point, everything gets a little bit blurry until they started breaking the cartilage in my nose. Um, I'm laying there and I just hear this crunch, 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 like somebody breaking a pencil inside my head. So Ugh. yeah, bring, bring earbud or bring earbuds, but you're going to hear it from the inside out. Um, but it didn't hurt. And it, it really didn't. It was, a, I was a little sore, like immediately after when I, I sat up and they were talking to Doug, like about aftercare and everything. And I was like, just get me the fuck out of here. I just want to go home. And, uh, but there wasn't a lot of pain. Um, but, uh, you, you just simply cannot use your nose to breathe for until they do the first debridement. And that's where they go in and they pull out the most hideous fucking things you've ever seen come out of your nose. Um, what were we calling them? Uh, snot slugs or something like that. Brain slugs. Were called, we called them blood slugs. Blood slugs. That's what it was. Yeah. Cause it just, they're the size of an average slug and they're just made up of, so they're, you know, two inches long and they're just made up of blood, dead meat and, uh, uh, snot. fucking snot. Yeah. Oh man. It was, it's something I've passed a couple of them just naturally, but I had to go in a week later and they go up in there with forceps and this little suction thing. And he, he cleans them out and dude, he was loving it. It reminded me of like Dr. Pimple Popper because he was just fucking, he's like, hold still. I got to get this one. And I'm like, tears coming out of my eyes. <laughs> and uh, he's like, and pulls out this fucking golf ball, like from the, the, the scene from, um, uh, total recall where Arnold Schwarzenegger pulls the fucking tracking device out of his nose. Oh, no. That's, no. uh, that's no, what this sir. felt like. <laughs> no, sir. Well, don't ever get sinus surgery, my friend, if you can help it. <laughs> So, that is Google exactly. Reminder for that. <laughs> yeah, I just unlocked. Uh, I just unlocked a trauma event for uh, for Robbie. <laughs> Recurring reminder every day for right? the end of time. Do not get sinus surgery. So, but uh, yeah, apparently I had a deviated septum, and then they they shaved down the turbinates, which is just this tissue that. Uh, warms and moistens air before it hits your lungs. So as to why mine was so swollen like crazy, it's like, could be allergies. Could be, we don't fucking know. <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds about right for surgery. <laughs> so, seems to be a lot of medicine. We don't fucking know. We don't fucking know. Yeah. So, but you know, it's, uh, if you're not a surgeon, they definitely make more money treating you than they do curing you. Right. I mean, how much money have you spent over the last what year, year and a half, Adam? Uh, it's it's all been very cheap, very quick, <laughs> easy, fruitful, easy. Lots of answers. I went to the so glad we have a, a wonderful medical system in the United States. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> and all the free healthcare we could, uh, you know, all the free healthcare we could want. So, you know, what are you going to do? The, uh, I went to the sleep doctor on Thursday, right? <clears throat> They're like, we're going to give you a, a take-home sleep study. I said, okay. 
So they're like, we're going to give you this device and then you put it on and go to sleep and you come back and turn it in and then we'll read the data. I said, okay, so I'm just going to get that like today when I leave. And she said, oh, no. Oh, no. No, we have to uh, we have to run it through your insurance. And then when they say they'll cover it, then uh, we won't know how much they'll cover until you go get it. And then they'll tell us how much they'll cover and then you'll owe. Uh-huh. I said, that sounds great. And so you just do that right here? She's like, oh, no, you got to drive across town and pick it up from the yep. sleep device place de- depot. And I was Probably like. Probably limb care. I said, okay. And, and insurance <laughs> isn't going to tell you how much they're going to pay until I tell you that I, that I want to buy it. And uh-huh. she said, yeah. Uh-huh. And I said, yeah. what the fuck? And she started, <laughs> she just started laughing. Hey, how yeah. much is this going to be? Surprise! <laughs> how much is it going to be? And they say, yes, yes, we'll yes. cover it. Right. We'll cover and a portion that, of this. Right? I had, um, wow, God, what did, was it my surgery? I had that exact same experience. I think it was my, I think it was my hernia surgery that they, first they ran it to see if they'd cover it. And they would. But then as far as how much, it was the same thing. It was like they couldn't tell me until after they were billed and all this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, I have holes in my fucking abdomen. So, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm going to do it, you dicks. So it's like, come on, man. Fucking just tell me what you're going to cover for my sleep study. Just just tell me because you know how yeah. much the sleep study costs. They got to lock you in before they'll tell you. It's like so stupid dude i don't know I, I have no idea what even the ballpark is because of course when you ask at the doctor's office well uh, you know if i don't have insurance how much would this cost and right. they say fuck man i don't know right because everybody has insurance nobody will you know they, they, i mean what's the first thing dude what is the first fucking thing that a doctor's office call asks you for when you call like when i call and say hey are you accepting new patients who's your insurance like that's the first fucking thing they don't say yes or no until until they ask you who who your insurance provider is, and it's like ah oh, fuck here we go. Well, if anything else, like say cars right. or <laughs> anything groceries, else. you mentioned groceries. <laughs> if that was run the same way <laughs> as healthcare is run, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. They would be all over them. DA's office would be all mm-hmm. over them because People firebomb grocery stores. Dude, I mean, let, let's say for whatever fucking reason we decide to go to Burger King, and <laughs> and I ask them how much a Whopper is, and they can't tell me until I order it, and I order a twenty four dollar and eighty two cent Whopper, and then you turn around and go, wow. Well, let me order one and see what mine cost. Yours is $33.28. My food insurance isn't as good as Doug's. So Yeah, I mean It's a fucking scam, dude. It's a it's a fucking scam. The worst discount program in the history of all of them. So I pay money each month, each paycheck, (laughs) to reach a deductible where then you'll start to cover stuff. Uh 
but until then I got to pay 300 something dollars a month just to get medication so I can yeah, function. Yeah. yeah. Go fuck. And yourself. if you opt out of that, it's illegal. So have fun. Yeah. About that. Right. Um, the whole fucking, if you don't have health insurance, you have to take on this government shit and all that, man, that, that burned me up. I mean, we, I know we've had episodes that we've talked about, um, uh, universal healthcare and stuff like that. Right. And we all have kind of different, different opinions of it, but the idea that, right. It's basically illegal if I don't have it. Right. But then they fuck me and I would love to go look at the stock portfolios of all the motherfuckers who have passed these laws and, and see how many of them own, uh, blue cross blue shield stock or Aetna or whoever the <laughs> yeah. fuck they are. That's kind of like, you know, the, the thing that I find funny uh, that's become a recent trend within the last six months. And to be clear, there were people saying this before then, but they weren't as vocal. Um, but what you've got is generally speaking, it's going to be some form of billionaire or damn close. You know, somebody who is very, very, very well to do that you don't even have to wonder if they've got investments. But if <clears throat> they've got investments in commercial property, it's real easy to tell because they'll put out a press statement. People just need to go back to work. Things aren't getting done. They need to go into the this work from home shit is not working anymore. Uh -huh. Oh, could that be because it's probably hurting your investment portfolio because uh, commercial real estate is taking a bath right now on right. office complexes? Right. I'm sure. Nah, nah. I'm sure there's no. I'm sure there's no correlation there at all. One thing I will say is that uh, one of the big arguments against universal health care is that like. You know, oh, if you want to go see a specialist, dude, you got to wait months in line to see a specialist and all this stuff. Yeah, I already do have to wait months in line. <laughs> I, knew I was like, <laughs> well, you know, it's, very, it's very well documented. If you actually dig into it, back in the 90s when they were trying to do universal health care and Hillary Clinton was doing it and they sort of had the worst press people of all time and didn't know how to promote their own crap. But at the same time, the healthcare industry, um, they hooked into their lobby group. And what they did is they went to Canada, they went to a bunch of other places. And what they did was the, those specialist wait times that you're talking about, um, where, you know, you're subject to specialist wait times in the U.S. as well, pretty much anywhere else that you can imagine, unless you're like Dubai and flush with cash. Hey, you know, I want knee surgery. Okay, we'll do that shit over the weekend. I know that's a totally different thing. But what they did is they took those specialist wait times and they tried to apply that to everything. They made it sound like if you were, if you had a heart attack and you needed follow-up care, and blah, 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 that, you know, hey, you may die before you get in because that's that's the way they were portraying it. And if if anyone in here um, doubts, you know, that it, like I'm saying this for some political reason, no, go out 
and Google it because there are a lot of these people now who 30 years later after being on that commission and seeing the state that healthcare is currently in, the cost of medicines, the cost of hospital stays, how things are artificially inflated uh, to $20 Tylenol. profit margin, whatever yeah. else. It's like, go out there and Google it. Those people are on the record now saying, yeah, I totally regret what we did. And this is exactly what we did. Well, and you know what my, my thing about, like what you're saying is that they're saying, well, wait time for specialists or wait time to get into the doctor is long. So your argument is that if a lot of people can afford to go to a doctor, more people go to doctors. I mean, that's basically what you're saying, right? Is that there's, oh, there's yeah. a wait because more people are going. So you're saying that it should be more expensive and unobtainable for people so that those of you that can't afford it have the benefit of going and fuck everyone else. Right. Like, and when you what? look at healthcare um, across civilized nations and more specifically healthcare outcomes, because most of the other civilized nations that, you know, compete with us on an economic scale, you know, if you're in the top 12, top 10, top 15, most of those other nations have nationalized healthcare. So it'll be like, you know, we'll be top of the list in this, top of the list in that, but we're uh, amongst that group, we're highest in inf infant mortality, uh, lowest in healthcare outcomes, you, you know, all of the earmarks that they were arguing against. No, if you've just got money and got insurance, you know, you've got right. it better than blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Well, and, and speaking of, uh, you know, specialists, um, you know, we've discussed that there's a, a chance or a possibility I might have lupus. And about a year or so ago, when I was having all the arthritis problems, I was having real bad arthritis in my hands, which is another sign potentially of lupus. And at the time I didn't know that, but I was calling around to rheumatologists. Well, first of all, I cannot go to a rheumatologist directly, right? I have to have a GP send me to a rheumatologist. It's like my, I can't even, I couldn't even operate my motorcycle uh, without pain, right? I couldn't, I couldn't operate the clutch and shit without it hurting. I have arthritis, <laughs> so I don't know why, but I do. So I said, okay. And I called around, I was trying to, to, to figure out, you know, how to do this. All of the rheumatologists around here in the, in the local area are like, it's, it, there's a three month wait period. So now tell me how, and, and I have good fucking insurance. I pay a lot of money. I have good benefits, but I'm still going to have to wait three fucking months. So yeah. Tell me how universal healthcare is that much worse. Because, There's no way it's worse too. And like you said, I mean, like they're banking on, they're like, ah, oh, the system wouldn't work if everyone that needs care could get it. So we have to make sure poor people die. <laughs> poor people die. Right. I mean, that's just, when you tell me that, that universal health healthcare costs causes weights other than maybe bureaucracy, which, you know, insurance companies, there's plenty of bureaucracy there. Like you just explained with your, your sleep study. Right. So, I don't think that's it. So the only other thing that I can determine from that, from the comment that it, it takes longer to see people or specialists or whatever, is that it's because they're overwhelmed because everyone is able to go. 
well, I'm fucking sorry. Make initiatives for people to become doctors then, right? Pay for, pay for their medical school, shit like that. Um, but don't tell me that some people just have to fucking suck it. I mean, going back to, to therapy, I told my therapist, this has been about a year ago. I said, therapy is a fucking luxury. And that's sad. Like, I, I really believe that because, uh, insurance doesn't, I don't, my insurance doesn't cover therapy. I pay for therapy. I mean, they'll do like, what is it? Two sessions a year, or three sessions a year or something like that, which is, Hey, that's great. But if you want to go somewhere like I was going weekly and doing EMDR and shit like that, uh, I pay a lot of fucking money for that. And I am blessed in the, in the fact that I, I can afford it. I can do it. Right. But again, we go back to, if you're poor, which is probably because of generate, you know, generational trauma and things like that, you know, cause again, typically poor and rich, you know, just like rich tends to run in families, right. It gets handed down. Poor tends to get handed down too. And they can't afford the, the therapy that they need to maybe break that cycle, get their shit right and go out and, and make something of themselves because of the bullshit they've been fed their whole lives, but they can't afford it. So, and, and you want to know where you, why you have fucking school shooters and, and, you know, crime and things like that. Well, it's because people are fucked up in the head and they're, they're under strange delusion, delusional, uh, you know, things and they can't afford to get the fucking help they need. So I don't think that healthcare and mental health care should be a fucking luxury. Um, I think that a, if a person is sick, there should be a way to figure out how to make them better. And the idea that, that, you know, these insurance companies and that the medical community is squeezing, fuck, they're squeezing us. The gas companies are squeezing us. Groceries have gone up. Um, I was looking at the tires that I bought for my Jeep, what, two years ago, and they've gone up about 150 bucks a piece. The, the But we're not, we're not in a, you know, there's no inflation and we're not heading towards a recession, but how long can you squeeze a fucking group of people and not expect somebody to lose their goddamn minds? You know, um, the middle class has just been squeezed to fucking death lately. Um, I'm curious to see what happens over the next couple of years because the last few years have been weird as fuck for those of you that weren't paying attention. <laughs> fucking Biden. Yeah, fucking, right. <laughs> fuck, goddamn fucking Biden's calling the gas station, telling him raise the fucking price up. I'm so sick of politics, dude. It has become such a shit show. And anybody that takes any of it seriously anymore, I, I, I am concerned about your mental, mental well being. Um, that was like just, uh, when Paulus changed all the laws about you know had to be cage free hens for eggs in Colorado. Uh-huh. Friends back home were sharing that story like. Oh, this is all this liberal in Colorado's fault. It's affecting the entire United States. I'm like, what? Because of egg prices going up? Yeah, I heard that too. Are you a, are you a hard R or what? <laughs> and by that, he means a Republican, just just so people know. Yeah, yeah, Wait, that too. They were blaming the Colorado law on the yes. national hike yeah, in egg prices. Yeah. Huh. More, that, that he's, yes. I actually heard that too. That, that makes sense. Some, uh, though, yeah, 40 yeah. chess. 
Yeah, most of the eggs in the United States come from Colorado. From Colorado, yeah. Everybody knows that we're a big egg state here. It's the big, uh, big egg ex, big egg egg sporter. Big egg, yeah. Big egg. Get I want out. you to think. Get out. Big egg sporter. <laughs> yeah, I had I had actually heard that too, and that that's why. Uh, well, what I heard was somebody local saying, you know, oh, the reason egg prices have gone up uh, is because of all the, the cage freeze. And I said, you know, I, I thought I read somewhere that the uh, the estimated increase in eggs locally because of the cage free and all that was like 11 cents a dozen or something like that. And they're like, no, no, that's why it's going up. I said, but I have friends in like Ohio and, and Florida and they're posting the same memes about egg prices being through the fucking roof. So, <laughs> and they like just stare blankly. It, well, and I actually, I've had people tell me that that was all uh, fake, that there's no such thing as avian flu, that there's no such thing as avian flu. Uh, and that they just use that when they want to jack up the price of eggs. I I kind of followed that a little bit because I bought a membership to the Denver Zoo for my photography stuff. And like 90% of their birds, they had to isolate because they were afraid of them getting avian flu. That was well before. Big dummies, it ain't even real. Fucking morons. Yeah, Yeah, the zoos are just, uh, the zoos are just, they're in on the conspiracy, man. Because those birds, first of all, first of all, birds aren't real. Okay. Birds aren't real. And therefore, eggs aren't real. They're man-made, and uh, they control the price, uh, so that you can't. Yeah, get you listen to Joe meat. Rogan too, huh? So, <laughs> hey man, you're fucking with Adam's boy. That's yeah. The, hey, leave Joe Rogan alone. He's just asking questions, okay? He's a spokesperson for millennials everywhere, bud. He's Don't just go. asking questions. That's all. <laughs> Nothing wrong with asking questions. Nothing wrong okay. with asking questions. Nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> he's questioning. That he's the only one brave enough to stand There up you go. Status there it oral. is. Please there buy his vitamins. And his yeah. <laughs> It's basically just uh, Alex Jones light. Like he's oh yeah, just saying, saying crazy stuff and selling supplements. Yeah, yeah just exactly. just buy some. Uh, what's the other one? Jonestown, just buy some of this uh, nice uh, vitamin-infused flavor aid over here. <laughs> it's, you know, it's fun that you said that because most people say Kool-Aid, and it actually was not Kool-Aid, it was flavor aid. Yeah, because so. he was a cheap fucking asshole. <laughs> it's literally... It's all you, you can put it on the credit card, you don't have to pay it off, you're dying. <laughs> That's all they had a Dollar General out there in the sticks. <laughs> <laughs> It was flavor aid. <laughs> oh, they're turning the friggin' frogs gay. Hey, <laughs> ribbit. <laughs>